Welcome to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secrets of the C-suite. I will be speaking with industry leaders on hot and trending topics. Enjoy the podcast. Today we have with us Buta Singh. He's an EGN member in one of our SME groups in Singapore, and he is the founder and CEO of Workful. Um, Buta is with us to talk about perhaps the hottest topic in our EGN peer groups right now. Everyone wants to know more about remote hiring and remote work. So that's what's on the agenda. Welcome, Buta. How are you today? Very well, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, seriously looking forward to this. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. And before we jump into the exciting topic of remote hiring and remote work, maybe you can just give a brief introduction to your listeners. Uh, uh, who is Buta? <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, I'm from the tech industry. I've been in the industry for a long time now. I run uh, a platform called Workfall. So we essentially help recruiters and businesses hire stringently vetted software developers from around the world. And uh, so apart from that, I, I also help businesses in transforming from offices to remote work. So I'm, I'm like a big fan <laughs> of everything remote. Yeah? And uh, I myself run my team, uh, which is like close to 100 people, uh, spread across 12 hours of time zone differences uh, pretty much remotely. So that gives me this unique perspective. Uh, you know, of, uh, and I've been doing it for years now, right? So that's, that's what I do uh, at, at Workfall. Essentially help companies go remote and help companies hire uh, uh, software developers, techies remotely. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, we will definitely tap into your knowledge and expertise today then and with your vast experience in that area. So then let's do it. Remote hiring and remote work. Uh, why did you decide to get into this? All right, I, I think the world has changed so much, Nick. Uh, it's, so people who are in the tech industry, remote was not new to them. Uh, techies have been working remotely even prior to the pandemic, right? But, but, but the pandemic has just changed everything, right? Um, uh, people have realized that work is not life. There's like so many more things uh, in, in, in life apart from just working, right? And people just want to live a more holistic, more fulfilling life now, right? And uh, uh, remote work displays such a central role in enabling people to do that. Yeah, I think so. There's been like this huge shift from workers themselves, right, to to go remote. Yeah, and and also if I look at it from the other perspective, right, recruiters, businesses, companies looking to hire, uh, the traditional ways of of hiring, and we'll talk a bit more about it later, right. Uh, the traditional ways are just not working. I think going remote just makes things so much more easier for recruiters. Right. So I think there's been a pull and push from both the directions. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I chose this and uh, we've, been, we've been a good story so far. Yeah. That's excellent. Looking forward to hear more about that. And what about all the layoffs we see and hear about now? Is that something wrong? With, have people hired too many people, taken on too many on the payroll and then they have to lay them off? Or what should we do with all this? Yeah, I mean uh, that that's right actually. So uh, just just us in twenty four, we've uh, we've seen what almost thirty five thousand people uh, being laid off. And uh, but you know the the way I look at it, or I'd like to look at it, is step back like a couple of years, right? Just look at the numbers. Yeah, uh, your big tech, and let's just talk about big tech, meaning the the five big companies: so um, Microsoft, Amazon, uh, Google, Facebook, and Apple. Yeah, 
believe it or not, and these are all publicly av available, verifiable numbers. Yeah, these companies added more than nine hundred thousand, close to a million jobs in the two years after the pandemic. Yeah, and even today, as we speak, they employ uh, more than seventy percent of what they employed pre-pandemic. So, so yes, um, they hired a tremendous lot number of people during the pandemic because there was like a frenzy of how every company is going to become a tech company uh, during the pandemic. So there is, yes, now restructuring happening. So it was definitely a case of hiring too many uh, and, and restructuring something that started more than a year back and it's still continuing as we speak. And then, yes, um, the other big thing which, which hit the entire world, not just the tech industry, is the frenzy around AI, the frenzy around uh, machine learning and, and artificial intelligence and pretty much everything that uh, uh, the, the whole impact that it's having. So I think there's this combined effect now. Uh, and that's why we're seeing this. I still like to call it, you know, right sizing or restructuring. It's, it's, it's definitely uh, uh, pe people who are getting laid off. Obviously, it's, it's uh, disheartening. It's, uh, it's very damaging for them. No doubt about that. Yeah. But if you look at it, you know, from a macro level, if you look at it from, say, uh, the, the trends, the numbers that you see over, over say, three, four, five years, uh, there are actually many, many more people in the tech industry working today than they did uh, a few years back, right? So uh, we had, for example, 24 million software developers working pre-pandemic. That number is close to 28 million right now and should cross 30 million maybe in a couple of years. So yeah, I think the overall trend is that more and more people are entering the industry but yes we will see these uh you know these waves really of uh, ups and downs okay yeah definitely that makes sense nothing new with that and it it is not only in the skilled workforce we see this in the labor workforce even construction workers and so on depending on how the economies go things are booming or it's all uh, or perhaps it's in the decline so that's uh, something we just have to be used to and i think yeah the issues, though, is that people don't get used to it. And in my own life, I've been laid off twice uh, in one role where I didn't perform so well and I was let go. And then another time, which uh, I didn't expect, it came out of the blue. It was a merger acquisition just after I've been promoted and moved to another country. So it was very disruptive for my life and it was extremely painful, I say. And however, now looking back at that, those two journeys, as painful as they were, it's perhaps the two biggest gifts on my life because I needed them to find myself mm -hmm. and to find a new path ahead. So I, I agree with what you say. While it's painful for the individuals also, it's always something positive we can take from it, isn't it, Buddha? Absolutely, absolutely. I think every such instances have, however bad it may be, uh, they also happen to be a good learning lesson for you to, a good, good time to introspect, good time to take a stock, good time to actually step up. Yeah. So, so yeah, so there's, there's something positive which you, which you can always take out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then if we're looking at all the benefits of remote work, and by the way, I'm a fan of this uh, EGN, the way I've been running it in Southeast Asia has been remote for the almost nine years. Uh, we have had uh, like a sh shared office, you can say, where we have someone answering the phone, uh, but that's an outsourced service. We have a meeting room with access to our mail go there. And if we are, uh, in town uh, in Jakarta, KL or, or Singapore and we want to have a meeting, it would be a natural place to catch up and we can work there during the day when we're there. But the staff are not required uh, to be in an office. They work from home and remotely. So in that sense, I'm very familiar with the model. We didn't need COVID to disrupt us, but the benefit uh, uh, due to that we were already running the business like this before the pandemic 
meant that we were miles ahead. When businesses got disrupted during the pandemic, we could step up the game. We were so on top of it that we, we just grew the business and it really took off. So it's about being ready and prepared. And I see also today, and I agree with you that, you know, there's a lot of people who still are not ready. There's uh, opponents, people who are against remote work and so on. Perhaps they have some fear of the change or the new world or the new environments. They want to cling on to the old <laughs> habits. So what do you think? What do you think here? Do you also see opponents to this? I, I, I do, actually. I mean, given how much I, you know, uh, uh, seriously talk about remote work and I, I do run into people who are not very comfortable and uh, some of the reasons are, are, are genuine, really. So what happens is, and I'm, I'm so happy, I'm so glad for you and EGN that you guys were ready uh, uh, for, for what pandemic had in store and, and you guys could, you know, shift to remote uh, immediately and in a nice way. A lot of companies uh, were literally forced into remote work overnight, right? So they didn't really... Um, have the processes and the systems in place. They didn't really know how to do remote, right? Right. So, so yes. I mean, that made a lot of managers, a lot of decision makers, uh, uh, kind of you know develop wrong opinions about remote work. Because what was happening was you were using um, processes and tools and systems which worked inside an office uh, in 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 a in person setup. You're using the same tools and techniques uh, uh, to go remote. Yeah. For a lot of companies, going remote just meant, you know, signing up, uh, you know, having a Zoom subscription. Yeah. So obviously, remote is much, much more than that. Yeah. So I, I think so. The genuine reasons where uh, people struggled with remote work is because they didn't know how to do remote, right? And and no one really trains remote. There's something which I've started doing recently, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But but overall, on on the whole, very few people can actually train, uh, uh, you know, what, what's the right way to to go remote. That's one. Uh, on the other hand, you also find a set of people who maybe are quite traditional uh, in their approach. Maybe culture could be a problem. Yeah. So, uh, what what happens is uh, for a remote work setup to be successful, you just need to have open communication. You just need to have a very open culture, right? So, I I, I think you understand where I'm going from here, right? So, so you have you have a lot of companies which have this tr traditional closed loop kind of a culture. A remote is going to be very difficult for them. You you certainly have alpha people who, who, who really want you know, uh, their subordinates really uh, to sit in front of them and then work because there's, there's no way they trust them otherwise, right? So, so, so yeah, I mean, going remote involves a lot of uh, you know, mental mindset shift as well, a lot of cultural shift as well, right? It's, it's just a realization that uh, you know, uh, it, it adds so much of value to yourself, to your employees, to, to pretty much everyone. So once you realize that, and once you're then able to learn the tools and techniques, I think it's, it's only then you start seeing real results of remote. Otherwise, remote would fail. Let me be the first person to also admit that if you don't do remote rightly, uh, you, it is going to fail. And then you're going to blame remote for itself uh, and, and not blame the fact that you're not doing it right. So I think, I think that's that, those are the like, two different sets of people I come across. Yeah. Yeah, and then if we go back to the talent, then let's look at the top talent for a moment. Uh, while a lot of people are being retrenched, when I'm speaking to leaders and also across the EGN network, and in fact, we have a talent uh, group here where we discuss this, over 200 of the members are part of it, and they keep seeing requests for top talent. Everyone is looking for top talent and fighting about mm -hmm. the top talent. So what's, what's going on here? We're talking about a lot of retrenchment, but top talent in demand uh, and maybe i misunderstand something here <laughs> crazy right and i'm so glad you asked this question really because if if th th there is a paradox of sorts a lot of people are being laid off at the same time as you said 
talent has always been in demand and will always be in demand so what's wrong i think uh it's it's high time we realize that uh, the traditional you know recruitment techniques the traditional way we hire uh, employees it's it's just so dated now we we just need to get out of that yeah so i'll i'll tell you how it would typically work uh, we all are aware of that you scout recruiters spend endless days and nights finding you know sourcing the right candidates and then you reach out to them schedule the interviews and stuff and and then uh, uh roll out the offers and wait for them to you know serve out their notice periods and this entire process might take 2 to 3 months if you're lucky and then despite all that there's no guarantee that the candidate is actually going to join you because guess what the candidates also looking out right so uh, uh they they may have multiple offers in their pockets right so so you get loose changed after waiting for like 2 to 3 months so the normal industry practices to roll out at least like three offers for every open position right and sometimes even that's not sufficient so so that's the problem really uh, a lot of good people a good talent uh, who should have been getting a job do not actually end up getting uh, you know place at the right companies and also the other way around right all of recruiters keep struggling so much so recruiters oh my god so i i talk to recruiters pretty much every day right it's it's almost like they've always like developed this bonding towards the trauma they always enjoy they they almost enjoy the fact that they have to waste so much time and effort here i think we need to change that to be honest right i think we need to look at uh, newer models the world has changed so much uh, uh, i i think newer models could be around you know hiring remotely hiring contractually hiring fractionally yeah so you could get started with you know top talents uh, this way pretty much immediately there's there's, there's no you know, there's no point of there's no one scope of you know waiting for say 2 to 3 months when you talk about hiring fractionally yeah and the more senior the positions you talk about the more easier it gets uh, hiring somebody on a contract or on a hiring fractionally so i think we just need to look beyond the traditional means and uh, traditional means i think we're good for you know the, during the good old days uh, back in 2030 like 30 years back i think uh, at what worked in the 1990s really will not work today i think i thought that's that's the hard realization which all of us have to make yeah so just need to maybe you know explore more look 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 at other uh, frameworks around this yeah yeah and but you are a coaching in this area as well you're coaching uh, other leaders and companies and so on how to uh, re- look after sort of the remote hiring and the remote working and so on in the in this should i say new landscape but then this conflicted people who still perhaps look at the traditional hiring landscapes and so on uh, for you as a coach then with insight in this what would you say are the major challenges then for for companies and leaders yeah so the first thing i would in a request or first thing i talk about is the culture itself yeah because there's 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 no point talking about anything else unless the mindset really shifts yeah unless you become comfortable with the fact that you know we are living in 2024 now i need to stop thinking that my employees will sit in one room and work for me yeah so you need to start becoming comfortable with the idea of having 10 employees spread out over four or five different countries maybe or and 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 different geographies time zones what not now i do understand it's easier said than done especially for tech companies it's easier or anybody who is in the digital space it's obviously not possible for someone where where your physical uh, presence is really required but but I, but i would still suggest at least start where it is possible right because it just makes life so much more easy for your recruiter it just makes you know just the fact that you get to work with top talent yeah and there's 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 no point you know of setting up those artificial walls around yourself 
why should you restrict yourself or why should you not let yourself hire a top talent just because he or she may be in a different country or a different you know geography whatever right so i think the, these these boundaries really are at a self imposed yeah and uh, uh, there's, there's there's no way i could get somebody to dismantle the boundaries unless they themselves believe that it's actually for their benefit right so i think that mindset shift that cultural shift is is so very important everything else flows from there yes okay yeah that sounds very promising and i'm sure there's many of the listeners who perhaps are interested in reaching out to you to continue this conversation and uh, what would be uh, the way that they can contact you what's your contact details if someone need to reach out to you to ask for your support about remote hiring or remote work Okay. Yeah. First things first. I'm I'm a very proud and a happy member of EGN. So thanks a lot, Nick, for actually you know building this. So Bob, you can always reach out to me on EGN groups, and I'm 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 almost very much there. And for those who are not on EGN, sure, I'm I'm quite active on LinkedIn, and uh, uh, just just drop me a message there. I'll get back to you. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. And Buta, any final message, any remark that you want to leave with all the listeners today? um yeah i mean just just as one yeah uh, the world has changed a lot the world has you know uh, transformed a lot over the e- even after the pandemic we've seen like multiple small little phases yeah i i, I think uh, we need to relook uh, the employee employer relationship uh, based on what has been happening in the last few years yeah employees you know uh, definitely are looking for uh, a life which is much more fulfilling and and wholesome something which is enjoyable work is increasingly becoming a small part of the part of their lives yeah uh, i think that that realization is so important uh, for employers as well yeah so if you still want to you know attract and hire and retain top talent you have to pretty much you know pull out all the all all the rabbits that you can from your hat yeah and remote work and remote hiring could be uh, one of the one of the like game changers for you to do that. So I think that's that's one thought I want to leave uh, all the all, all of your listeners with. Lovely and I think that was a great uh, end remark for today. Thank you so much for that and thanks to all the listeners and have a great rest of the week. Thanks a lot Nick. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to EGN Leadership Conversations, the untold secret of the C-suite. 